We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. The following program is sponsored by the Allworth Law Firm. Lamentations 521 tells us, Turn us back to you, O Lord, and we will be restored. Almost everyone is dealing with recovery of some sort. It could be from addiction, pain, divorce, sin, separation, depression, job loss, or being stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and destructive behavior. Recovery through a relationship with Jesus Christ is the foundation of healing and growing anew. Listen as Pastor Allworth shares how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ has turned his life around, will help you and your loved ones recover and be restored in his name. God wants you to walk out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Keep listening. Recovery Through Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas, and happy Valentine's Day to everyone. I am uh, calling in today, so I hope the volume sounds good. How does it sound, Corey? We're sounding just fine. Oh, well, thank you, sir. I appreciate my producer, Corey. He always helps me out. So I'm calling from my home because I'm going to take my wife out to dinner for Valentine's Day. And if you're listening to my message and your husband on your way home, uh, I suggest you do the same thing. So it's the right thing to do, and it's fun. So uh, we're going to go to a French restaurant tonight. It's not my necessarily my favorite cup of tea but uh that's where she wanted to go so i'm gonna enjoy it i'm sure anyway we also had lunch with her today and in between working so valentine's day is a a, a day about love and uh what a wonderful thing because of course as we know from the bible god is love and um love is the most powerful thing in the universe in fact we're going to read from first corinthians a little later um, the love section of the Bible, or one of the love sections of the Bible. And I, I just can't emphasize that, how much, you know, for much of my life, I didn't really understand who God was, and I didn't understand how much He loved me. And, I, and when I began to understand that, it really changed everything for me. And as we work through recovery, whatever we're recovering from, if we're recovering from drugs and alcohol or gambling or or whatever it is, you know, the enemy, he will try to get us trapped in shame and guilt, and that is the opposite of love. And as we know, he is the father of all lies, and he uses those lies to trap us in bondage. And as Jesus says in, in the Gospel of John, whoever sins is a slave to sin, and we become a slave to that sin. And your sin is maybe different than, than mine. We all sin. We all uh, we read in Romans that we all fall short of the glory of God, and of course we experience that in our daily lives. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is that God wants all men to come to repentance and no man to perish. And he loves us so much. And he loves us so much, he he sent his son to die on the cross for us, the ultimate symbol of love. And so today, if you're trapped in bondage, if if there's something that that you can't get out of, uh, there's uh, the most powerful force in the universe is love. And that begins by loving yourself, loving God, and loving others. And that's what God wants for you. 
God wants you to, you know, Jesus said the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come so that they may have life and they may have it abundantly. And God wants an abundant life for you. And I'm telling you out there, the reason I'm on this radio program is because I want to shout from the mountain because I was, I was addicted. I'm set free now. Uh, you know, uh, John 8:32 tells us, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And uh, John eight thirty six tells us when the Son sets free is free indeed. And I've been delivered from those addictions. I've been delivered from that bondage. And that's why I'm on this radio program. There's no other reason is to shout from the mountaintops, and this is the best vehicle that, that I'm able to, to obtain and afford. Um, you may have noticed it's sponsored by the Allworth Law Firm because I have, to, I have to pay for this radio program. But God has been so good to me, and I felt his love change my life in such dramatic ways, every aspect of my life, that I just want to get on a mountaintop with a bullhorn and shout out that God loves you too, and God wants to release you from the bondage. He wants to deliver you. He wants to set you free. And, you know, you may be sad if you're listening to this and and you've got a problem with alcohol or drugs, and, and you just may not see a way out. But I'm telling you, feeling God's love. Now, and now it takes some work, as we say in recovery. Without God, I can't. And without me, God won't. And it does take a partnership. It does take some desire. But there's no greater Valentine's Day gift that you can give to those who love you than, than to get your life in order and, and to get sober and to stop falling into Satan's traps and stop falling into the trap of shame and guilt and, and do something about it. And I tell you what, if, if you're that person and you need help, I can get you into free rehab. 832-475-8642. Just text me. 832-475-8642. Whether you're a man or a woman, if you're a man, I'll get you lined up at the Open Door Mission. It's a wonderful program. If you're a woman, there, there are several different programs that I'm connected with, including Heaven's Army, who's been on this uh, this program and, and uh, other people. There's another, uh, it's escaping my mind because I'm getting old right now, but there's another program over on the south side of Houston. I've had Mike Vecchio, who's overall, the overall program. That, that's, the, that's the thing about faith rehab. They require a little more work than the 28-day program. They're not country clubs like the, you know, and God bless them. I'm, I'm for any kind of rehab whatsoever, but, but the secular rehabs tend to be, uh, you know, a little nicer, the Betty Ford Clinic, you might have heard of something like that, or, you know, a country club camp, that kind of thing. Faith-based rehab gets down to the nitty-gritty, and it's not as easy, and it's longer, but it changes your life. And and the most important thing is you get to go away and, and work on yourself and work on that vertical relationship with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And once once he grabs a hold of you, once you really surrender your life to him, then everything changes. And, you know, I may be not talking to, or you may not be the person who's under bondage right now, but you may be the, the, the father, the, the daughter, the, the mother, the aunt, the co-worker of someone that you care about and maybe love with all your heart who's under the bondage of addiction. Call me, and I'll, I'll talk to you about how, how you can help them. Text me first because it's easier to get a hold of me, 832-475-8642. I use that number for my ministry work, and I use that number for my law practice. Um, but if you'll text me, I promise you, I might not get back to you immediately, but I will get back to you 
and, and let's get the help that that person needs, whether it's you or someone that you care about. So Valentine's Day is a, is a wonderful tradition. It, uh, there's, there's a couple of different legends or origins of, about it, but it has evolved, and certainly since the 14th or 15th century, it has been all about love. And it's, it's uh, typically associated with St. Valentine's, uh, who, who I'm not going to tell the whole story, but it had to do with, with uh, someone who was overseeing a jail and, and, and what he did for love and, and for a particular couple. But it evolved into this, this day of love. And it is a wonderful thing because, you know, I'm holding in my hand a Bible. And this Bible, whether you realize it or not, and I hope you have access to one. And if you don't, text me and we'll get you access to one. But this Bible is a love letter from God. And and it, it really is. And like I started the program, uh, for much of my life, I didn't really understand who God was. and I didn't understand who God thought I was. And once I came to those revelations, it was eye-opening. It was a wonderful thing because this world is, oh, my goodness, I heard today that somebody was shooting at the at the Kansas City Chiefs parade. Don't like the Kansas City Chiefs, but I love the people of Kansas City, and I'm so sorry that that happened. And it's just uh, this world is – we're watching the book of – many believe the book of Revelation live out before our lives – I mean before our eyes – uh, in our lives, uh, there is so much going on in the world. There's so much confusion, and and this this Bible makes it clear who we are, who God is, and what He has in store for us. You know, one of the most important things that, that we see in the Bible is that Jesus is asked, "What are the greatest? What's the greatest commandment?" And he says, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind." This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these commandments. And, you know, that is, that is so true. Of course, if Jesus says it, it's, it's take it to the bank, by, by golly. But, um, you know, it, that, that is so true because when we love God and when we seek to have a relationship with him, that's when things begin to change in our life. That's when we realize, start to, start to make our priorities. What's important? What's, what's not important? But, you know, this world is, a, is just a whisper. It's a transition. We're just going through a phase here. This is not our, our true home. Our true home is with Him. And, and our goal here on earth is, is to get to Him and, and, and to spend eternity with Him. And, and that's how we do it. You know, there was a professor named Houston Smith, H-U-S-T-O-N, not, not like the city, but, or maybe it's Houston Smith. I'm not sure. But he, he did a study of the world's religions. He compared them all. And one of the most interesting findings of that is that he found that Christianity is the only religion that teaches you to love your enemies. In Jesus' incomparable Sermon on the Mount, he talks about loving your enemies. He talks about how even the sinners can, can love those that are close to them. But how do you treat people that you're not close to? Do you turn the other cheek? Do you go the extra mile? Do you give your coat when they just ask for your shirt? How do we treat other people? You know, there was a professor I heard about of theology that had a class, and he told everybody, you know, we've all had disappointments in this world. People will, will disappoint us, and that's, that's a big thing in addiction. We, we, we tend to, the enemy lets us focus on those disappointments, and sometimes it's people very close to us. Sometimes it's our parents or our, our siblings or, or someone really close to us or our children, and, and it really hurts. It really does. 
you know, God's the only one that won't ever let you down. But but we take this hurt with us through our lives, and and sometimes it's it's business partners, or you know, I had a I had a bad business partnership once, and it's easy to have resentments and and want to get even. And our culture teaches that, you know, in this world that's it's just so adverse to everything that, that Jesus taught us. And, and you know, we, we read things like I saw a book that was entitled "Revenge is Best Served Cold," and we we carry these grudges around. And, you know, it, it gets into our heart and, and to who we are. And it's the opposite of love your God with all your heart, mind, and soul and strength and love your neighbor like yourself. And, and so this professor, he's having a class, and he asked the students to all bring a picture of someone that they didn't like, someone that had disappointed them. Maybe it would even be somebody they, they saw on Fox or on MB, MS, whatever, NSBC, whatever you happen to watch, the other side makes you so angry or, or somebody that, that 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 had disappointed them in life and they, they really didn't like and so he had he, he, he had them bring all these pictures uh, photographs one week and and then the next week he had these photographs strung up along the wall and he had each person come forward and he gave them darts and he had them throw these darts at, at these photographs and they were all laughing and cutting up and oh I hit him in the eye or I hit her in the mouth and just laughing and having a good time and and when they all got through with all the darts, he, he removed those photographs one at a time, and, and behind them was a picture of Jesus Christ. Because that's really what we do when when we try to do things to other people. And, you know, those that anger and, and that um, desire to get revenge and, and that holding that grudge, I mean, we see it throughout our society, the Hatfields and McCoys, Romeo and Juliet, I mean, it's... It's in, enshrined in our culture, and, and it's enshrined all too often, unfortunately, in our lives. And we see that. And really, the person that we're harming when we do that is, number one, ourselves, and number two, our relationship with Jesus Christ. That's not who He wants us to be. In fact, in Matthew twenty-five forty, He says, Whatever you did for the least of these, you did for me. Whatever you do, did not do for the least of these, you did not do for me. Jesus wants us to take care of one another. He doesn't want us to shoot one another in a Kansas City football rally or, or even use our middle fingers as we drive down the road or, or yell at people or, or be rude or mean or, or try to get back at somebody that got us. That's not what we're called to do. And I know it's hard, but in that same comparable Sermon on the Mount, he said, you've got to forgive one another. In fact, he said... If, if you bring your gift to the altar, but you have something against your brother, go home first and make up with your brother before before you give that gift on the altar. And, you know, at the time that he said that, to the people he was saying it, these people were bringing their gifts to the altar to the temple in Jerusalem. And sometimes that meant going home 100, 200 miles and making up with their brother before that gift would be sweet-smelling to, to our father our God in heaven. That's how serious he was about it. In fact, he says in that same sermon, he says, if you want your Father in heaven to forgive you, you need to forgive one another on earth. And if you do not forgive one another, then don't expect to be forgiven by your Father. That's how important this forgiveness is. And that's what a chain it is that the enemy uses to lock us in bondage. And that bondage may be anger, pride, uh, it may be uh, holding us back in our career because we just can't get past what a coworker did or they got passed over when we feel like we should have got the promotion 
or it could be more serious. It could be something between a, a spouse or a relative or, or someone in your life that's hurt you. In fact, there's a, a man in my ministry named Joel, and he's, he's told this story on the on the on the radio. So I'm not I'm not speaking out of turn. He's been a guest uh, a couple of years ago, I think, and, and he tells a story about how he was abused as a as a young young boy and, and a young man, and, and how for years he harbored resentment and hate in his heart to, to the people that abused him. It happened more than once. And and it led him to a lifestyle that was not healthy, was was not what God wanted for him, uh, was was not godly at all. And he was trapped in that for decades. And, and but his father was his daddy was a preacher and and, you know, ultimately the Bible tells us people will come back to the Lord and he did and he began searching for God again and a and a pastor prayed for him one day for hours and, and walked around and had him sit in a chair and literally walked around him and was praying and, and asked him to truly forgive the abusers in his heart. And he says that, that he finally got to the point where he could t- honestly tell God that he forgave them. And when he did that, he literally audibly heard chains breaking. <laughs> and that's our ministry, Break Every Chain. Because if you're out there or a loved one's in bondage right now, that's what you are. You're in chains. And and that's not what God wants for you. God wants you to walk free. God wants to deliver you. And the way, the path to, to anything is to love one another. You know, the Apostle John, the, the disciple John, of course, was the disciple that, that Jesus loved. And in fact, he was the only one at the cross and and Jesus said to Mary, this is your son, and to John, this is your mother. And, and John lived a, the longest life, we, we do we believe, of any of the disciples. And, you know, he, he they tried to boil him in oil, and that didn't work. And then he was ostracized or exiled to the island of Patmos, where he received the, the Revelation, the book of Revelation. And then he, he went back to, to uh, the church in Ephesus. And uh, church legend has it, that's where he took Mary, and that's where she passed away. But in any event, he would come into the church uh, probably around the age, in his 90s, maybe as old as 100. And, and they, they, you know, can you imagine if, if, if the disciple John walked into your church? And I can imagine if, if uh, Jose Altuve walked into the church, but the, but the disciple John who walked with Jesus, who saw all the miracles, who wrote, who wrote the Gospel of John, who wrote the letters from John, who wrote the book of Revelation, so they would say, speak to us, come to the front, speak to us. And he would walk up to the church and with his cane, and, and you know, I'm sure it took him quite some time, and everybody's looking and hanging on what he's going to say, and, and what he would say when he got to the front is three words, love one another, love one another. And that's my message to you right now. If you want to have power in the kingdom of God, if you want to be a force that brings people into the kingdom of God in these challenging days in this world where so much divisiveness is out there, where we, we get mad at each other on Facebook, we get mad at each other when we watch TV, we get mad at each other when we have different political views, we just get mad at each other and mad at everybody all the time. If you want to bring a force for the kingdom of God and show people who Jesus Christ is and who you are through Christ, if you want to be the light of the world that Jesus the salt of the earth that Jesus talks about in, in chapter 5 of Matthew. And if you want to be that light that God wants us to be, then go out there and recommit on this Valentine's Day to love one another, because that's what God wants us to do. 
And it's such a wonderful thing. Um, you know, in fact, Jesus says, people will know that, that you're my disciple, that you belong to me, if you love one another. So John was just echoing what Jesus had said when John watched him walk on the earth and walked with him. So in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter, Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long in its kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. does not behave rudely. does not seek its own. is not provoked. Thinks no evil does not rejoice in inequity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. That's from the, the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul's epistle to the, to the Corinthians. So when I was a child, I'm skipping forward. Well, let's just read the whole thing. Back to 1 Corinthians 13.8. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. And there's lots of prophecies out there these days, and it takes a lot of discernment to know who are the true prophets. Where there are tongues, they will cease. Where there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy, prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. But now we see in the mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know, just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Love is what will power someone. If you know someone that's trapped in the bondage of addiction... Or it might be something else. It might be they're just their pride stumbling in the way, or they cannot get over their anger. Love is the way to reach them. Now, with addiction, that doesn't mean that you enable. And there's a fine line between loving and enabling. We've all heard the phrase of tough love. And so often, that's what we need in addiction. You don't keep giving an addict money. You don't keep trying to hide away their consequences. You talk directly to them, but you talk in love. You know, one of the most powerful things that people can do with people in addiction is have an intervention. Now, that doesn't always go well, and you need to seek some guidance from a pastor, uh, from a clergy member, from a priest, from uh, someone about how's the best way to do it, from an addiction counselor. If you want to do an intervention, and, and again, you can text me, 832-475-8642. You can also text me. I hate to do this, but, again, I have to pay for this microphone, you can also text me if, if, if you have a personal injury case. I can help you with that, 832-475-8642, if you want a lawyer that practices law with Christian principles. Puts the client first, as we're all supposed to. But in any event, if you if you have some, you want to conduct an intervention, I'd be happy to visit with you about it. And, you know, sometimes when you confront somebody that's in addiction, um, it doesn't take right away. Um, sometimes they'll agree right away to, to go off to rehab if you have it set up, but many times it doesn't. But, you know, it's just like when you speak faith into someone's heart. You plant seeds. They don't always just fall on their knees and begin praying in tongues. 
you plant seeds, and those seeds sometimes germinate, and they take they take time. So whenever you speak to someone in love, whether it's about your relationship with Jesus Christ or whether it's about trying to help them escape bondage, don't be discouraged because you're planting seeds, and, and seeds are powerful things. I mean, my great, you know, I didn't grow up in a family that was particularly religious, um, uh, but my great grandmother was, was had a strong relationship with her Jesus, and she talked to me about Jesus, and I remembered that. And uh, when I finally came to Christ later in life, my grandmother's words and her passion and her love were there in my heart and in my mind. And so, don't ever be shy about planting seeds. We're about out of time. I tell you that what we we love you here at, at Recovery Through Christ. God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. It's an honor and a privilege to be with you on Wednesdays at five thirty. Tune in next week. We'll have a uh, guest, uh, Brother John Hammond, our Pastor John Hammond, who is uh, with Hope for All in Jesus Prison Ministry, will be our guest, and I, I can't wait to to talk to you then. But go out and love somebody today. Happy Valentine's Day. Amen. You've been listening to Recovery Through Christ. Listen again next Wednesday at 530. If you missed any of this show, you can catch the podcast at kkht.com.